There's no way that's a hunk of fucking shit in the bottom of this pool right now. But here's the thing about looking twice for people on motorcycles. You look once, nobody there. You look twice, nobody there. You pull out, all of a sudden there's a motorcycle doing 140. How many fat-titted women are there on Instagram with pictures next to elephants? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome in to the next episode of Joe Kelly's Psychedelic Experience. What's going on with you, my friend? Your old pal Joe here checking in with you on a motherfucking Tuesday. How's it going? How's it hanging, my friend? Listen, I hope you are doing well. I hope you're doing better than you ever thought you possibly could be doing. And if you're not A, that's A-OK. But do yourself and everybody else a favor and get your shit together. All right? We've already made it to June, people. Half the year about to be over. You've had five whole months to get your fucking shit together. Have you done it yet? You might as well. If you have, fucking good for you. I'm proud of you. If nobody's told you that they're proud of you, your old pal Joe's fucking proud of you for getting your shit together. And if you haven't gotten your shit together, listen, I can't be proud of you. You know what you need to do. But listen, I still believe in you. I'm just a little bit disappointed, all right? So step it up, get it together. The summer's coming, and then, uh, I mean, the summer's already here. July's coming, and then that's the back half of the fucking year, my friend. So you might as well get it together going into fucking 20 goddamn 24. Holy hell, I can't believe we've made it this far. Is it 2023 still? Or is it 2022? Did I miss a year? What the fuck? When are we, I ask? I don't know anymore. It is 2023. Thank God. I thought I was losing my fucking mind there for a second. Anyway, got some shows coming up for you, my friend. Uh, things looking light the next couple of months, all right? I'm just got a couple shows. I actually got one show in Nashville, June 21st. I'll be at Up Down. It's a bar, a video game bar in Nashville. I'll also be judging an air guitar competition June 16th at the Vinyl Lounge, in case you want to come and Pretend to play some guitar. Come on through. July, got nothing. Taking it easy for July. Going to go spend some time with my family for the 4th. And no shows at all lined up for July. I'm kind of looking forward to it, if I'm going to be honest with you. This is the first time I've had a month without shows, and I don't know how fucking long. But it'll be nice. But come August, we're back at it, baby. I'll be in Denver with my buddy Aaron Weber August 6th. Also uh, in Louisville, the 10th through the 12th. I'll be in Cleveland, the 19th and the 20th. I'll be in Pittsburgh, the 24th, in Boston, the 25th and 26th. Looking up to September, I'm going to be somewhere, Des Moines, Iowa, also Seattle. Got some stuff in Utah coming your way in October. More stuff uh, in November as well. And December, I'll be in Tampa. So go to joekellycomedy.com for all your upcoming dates and shows. More stuff will be continuing uh, to be adding more shit as the year goes on, all right? How are you, my friend? I'm sorry I missed you yesterday. That's my bad, all right? That's my bad. Had a very uh, had a very long weekend, all right? Had a very, 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 very long weekend. Didn't sleep much. 
was going to try and do the podcast Sunday night, but it was going to be incoherent rambling. Now I know you're going, Joe, how is that any different than any other podcast you do? Listen, I don't appreciate the insults, all right? I don't appreciate you coming in here, talking shit to me, going, Joe, most of the time it sounds like you never know what you're talking about. I understand that, but... If I were to try to do one Sunday, it would have been uh, it would have been a, a bit chaotic, and I don't know if I would have made it through uh, forming any complete sentences at all. So I'm doing it, getting it to you on Tuesday. So you know it's the best I can do. Sometimes things don't work out. Listen, I've had a good run of getting them out on Mondays. All right, I've had a very good run between being gone on the weekends and shit. I've still been bumping and pumping them out on Mondays, but this Monday it did not happen. I was on the road last week with my good buddy Monty Mitchell, a podcast favorite. We'll get him back on the podcast soon. I know you all love Monty very much, and uh, I do too. We had a good time. We were in Columbus, Georgia, went down to Fort Walton, Florida, and uh, you know the shows were okay, people. The shows were very, very okay. I think uh, Memorial Day being the week before, everybody kind of fucking got out for the weekend and had a hoot and a holler and all this and that shit, but... uh, you know, they were fine. It was all fine shows. And uh, yeah, good times. Columbus, Georgia, we were at the, what is it called? The Loft there. That was just a just a swell show. Swell as can be. It was fine enough. We went out afterwards, shot some pool. Boy, I was locked in with the pool. Well, let me tell you that. And then we had a great pizza, had a nice Airbnb and uh, absolutely fantastic. We had a show in Fort Walton on Saturday, right? So we went down a day early because we're like, ah, we don't have a show. Let's see if we can just stay in uh, in Fort Walton. And a lot of the times we can get, uh, they, they hook us up with a hotel room down in Fort Walton. And uh, usually if we show up a day early, we'll get the discounted rate. But uh, that did not happen this time around. So we were kind of up shit creek without a paddle first of all monty woke me up at 5 30 in the morning we we probably didn't get home until one on uh thursday night you know and then monty woke me up at about 5 30 to let me know he took a nasty shit and was gonna go smoke and here's the thing about me people once i'm up in the morning i can't really get back to bed you know some fucking hungover basically still drunk at 5 30 in the morning and uh, that's when my day started on fucking Friday, running on what is that, four and a half hours of sleep, something like that, all because Monty had to let me know he took a nasty, nasty shit and was going to go smoke a cigarette. And not only that, he wanted to talk more to me about it. And it's like, I really want to go to bed right now, you know, but it didn't happen. So, uh, <laughs> so I just laid around for a little bit, went up, got up, I should say, got some coffee, walked over to the fucking dollar store, got a goddamn Gatorade, almost got hit by a fucking truck in a crosswalk. Not my problem either. Not my fault. I had the green guy going. This lady was just fucking just decided to make a fast turn because she had a big truck. What is it about people with big trucks and, and they just don't feel like they have to pay the fuck attention to anything? I don't understand that. And she fucking looked at me like I was in the wrong, started yelling at me, but her window was up. So I said, hey, lady, fuck you. And then she changed her tone and said she was sorry. I could see her mouth in it. I couldn't hear a word she was saying, but she looked mad and was yelling. And I said, fuck you, lady. And she said, I'm sorry. And then I kept walking and then she fucking took off, you know, fucking dumb broad. 
The pedestrians have the right of way, you know what I mean? And it's not like I was crossing the street where I wasn't supposed to be. But anyway, we check out, we get and leave the Airbnb. We're driving down to Fort Walton. And uh, I was hoping Monty would have tried to set up the hotel sooner, but he did not. So we get there like right at three. We try to get the deal on the hotel we're going to be staying in. It doesn't happen. And if we pay full price, it's like like 360 for a night. And we're just not going to do that. We would have spent all our fucking show money, you know. So we go get some food and then we're trying to find a, we're trying to find a hotel that's somewhat affordable, you know. So we find a nice uh, a nice Regency Inn, people. You ever heard of a Regency Inn? Boy, oh boy, that was something else. But uh, we didn't check in there till like 530. So it's already been like a 12-hour day for me between waking up. Not to mention, we were in the fucking, uh, we were in Eastern Time when we started the day. And then we were in Florida, so we were in Central. So realistically, to me, it was 6.30 p.m. It was already a 13-hour fucking day. Anyway, I'm like, I'm very tired. I would just, I kind of want to just lay down, but I'm like, you know what? We just got to Fort Walton. You know, it'd be nice to get in the pool, just to get into the pool and relax a little bit, you know? And uh, we get there, we check into the room. I change into my swim trunks. I get down into the pool. I'm like two steps. I take two steps. I'm on the second step of the pool and I'm like, it's kind of cold, but it ain't bad. Once I dive in, it'll feel good. And for whatever reason, I look to my right and uh, it looks like what appears to be a turd that has sunk into the bottom of the pool, people. Just a little fucking little cherry on top of this long fucking miserable day it had been for me, you know, and I'm like, there's no way there's no way that's a hunk of fucking shit in the bottom of this pool right now. It couldn't possibly be. It has to be some dirt that's clumped together, you know? That's what's going on in my head. So what do I do? I'm like, well, let me move the water around. Let me kind of kick the water next to it and see if it moves. And it moved, and it left a shit streak in the bottom of the fucking pool. And I just got out immediately. I got out fucking immediately and was just like, what the fuck even is this? What the fuck has this day become, you know? And uh, I tell Monty, and Monty's like, well, maybe you should tell the people in the office. I'm like, that's probably a good idea. So I go into the office of this hotel, and I'm like, hey, dude, I'm not trying to, you know, I'm not trying to fucking disturb your peace. I could see you're in here very busy doing absolutely nothing. But I think somebody took a shit in your pool. And he's like, what? And I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's a hunk of shit in the pool and it definitely was a hunk of fucking shit in this pool i've never seen such a thing in my life people this hotel it wasn't the best looking hotel but it didn't look like somebody was taking a fucking shit in the pool you know what i mean who does that what kind of person goes to a hotel and shits in the fucking pool you know not to mention like do you do it while you're in the pool or do you fucking hover over and drop it in? Because the office, the way the desk is set up, has a direct line of sight to the pool. You can see the whole fucking pool from the from the front office of this hotel. So clearly, if somebody was hovered over the pool, dropping a big fat shit in there, somebody would have noticed it. 
But I don't know. I don't. Oh, man. I have no idea how the fuck it got in there. But the guy at the front desk, he comes out and I go, see that, man? That's a hunk of shit right there. You can see the shit streak with it. And he's like, "Ah, I don't know if that's shit. I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's shit. And he's like, well, the streak does look like shit. And I'm like, yeah, that's probably a hunk of shit in your fucking pool. You got people taking shits in your pool. What are you going to do about it? You know what he did about it? Absolutely fucking nothing, my friend. They didn't do anything about the shit in the pool. There was a park across the street from the hotel. And I'm so fucking flabbergasted and flustered. And Monty's like, well, let's go over to the park. Maybe we can get in the water over there. Because it is the ocean, you know. It's Fort Walton Beach. I assume the whole fucking thing is a beach. Uh, This park had no beach at all. The only beach it did have was for dogs. Dogs aren't allowed on beaches in Fort Walton, but they have one beach where you can take your dogs to. And that just happened to be the one that we were across from. So not only was there human shit in the pool, you go across the fucking street, go, baby, I could get in the ocean here. Just a bunch of dogs and dog shit now. It was a fucking nightmare. So we go, it's like, ah, well, we can't get in the water. I bought a Frisbee, so it's like, let's play Frisbee. So we played Frisbee for like 40, 45 minutes. Go back to the hotel. The shit is still in there, people. Still fucking in there the whole time. No one did anything. I was willing to find a a skimmer, you know, a little, little fucking basket for the pool to clean out that hunk of shit. But there wasn't one. That was my initial reaction when I saw it. It's like, I'll just get that fucking turd out of here. But they didn't do it. No, but they left it the whole time. So at this point, Monty's getting a little bit hungry. We want to explore this side of Fort Walton that we've never been on before. So what do we do? We don't want to drive. So we get, we find a couple bird scooters, you know, we do, you know, we're cutting loose in Florida, people. My second time on a bird scooter. And what a fucking scam that shit is. It's just like anything else nowadays, you know? You go air, you go with the Airbnbs originally because it's like, oh, Airbnb is a little bit cheaper than a hotel room and it's a whole house. That's nice, you know? And then they go, okay, you can have our Airbnb for $60. And you go, oh, that's a great fucking deal. And then you go to order the Airbnb and then they got an $80 cleaning fee plus a $40 Airbnb fee plus another $30 in taxes. So what is advertised as a $60 Airbnb ends up being. $170, you know? And then the bird scooter is the same fucking way. They go, oh, you can ride around on this bird scooter for 49 cents for a minute. And it's like, oh, that ain't bad. I can get a few minutes in there, you know? But you got to, it costs a dollar to start it. There's a minimum of $350. As soon as you fucking turn it on, it charges you $350. You know what I mean? It's just a big fucking, just a big fucking scam. But anyway, we fucking bird scooter down to this little tiki place. Monty gets some tacos. I have a little, uh, what I have? A little tequila and soda is what I had. I drank my dinner that night. I was like, it's been a long day. I'm going to have a drink and just get the fuck to bed. Uh, the walk back, we ended up walking back to the hotel just because it was only a, uh, you know, it took it was like a 25, 30 minute walk, whatever. But what was fun was we just kept walking by car dealerships and Monty's big into cars 
So it's like, I don't know, 930 at night. And we're just, <laughs> I'm so surprised no cops showed up because we wandered around and we're looking in every single car in these, uh, in these, in these parking lots, looking like some fucking bandits in the middle of the night. You know what I mean? I can't believe no cops showed up because we look sketchy as fuck. And we stopped at every dealership looking at Corvettes and Chargers and all this shit. You know, Monty's explaining every single car to me. And I don't know a goddamn thing about cars, but it was fun, you know. And then we get back to the hotel and I'm like, let's look in the pool and see if the shit's still there, Monty. And sure enough, that fucking turd is still in there. But this time now, but this time there are people about to get into the pool. And we have a choice to make at this point in time, people. Do we tell them there's a turd in the pool? Or do we go into our hotel room, which has a window looking directly into the pool, and watch them and hope they step on the shit or realize it for themselves? Maybe they don't step on it. Maybe they just realize it for themselves and have a little bit of a freak out. What would you do in that situation, my friend? If you knew there was a turd in the pool, and you saw a couple people about to get in the pool. Would you warn them? Is that your job? Or is it the fucking office guy's job who's watching them get in the pool too, who also knows there's a turd in there, who hasn't done a goddamn thing about it the whole time? We did the ladder. We fucking went up to our hotel room. We shut off all the lights and we opened our blinds and just sat and waited. We were just waiting for a scream, but it never came. It never came. Those people never found the turd. They swam in every part of the pool except where the turd was. It was, I'm happy. I would hate to see somebody step on a turd, you know. But for the sake of what that day was, that would have been just the fucking cherry on top, you know. Would have been a fucking great, just a great way to end the fucking day is seeing those people freak out because they saw the turd. But they never did. But, uh, you know, that was just the Friday night. Got to bed early, got up, uh, got up at a decent time on Saturday. We had a good day. Here's the other thing, people. When did people on bicycles and motorcycles, too, well, everyone's so fucking arrogant when you got two wheels and are inches away from death. What is up with that? When did everybody on a bicycle become a fucking prick and think they own the goddamn road? I'm in favor of bicycles riding on sidewalks. If there's a bike lane, sure, use the fucking bike lane. I don't like it when the fucking bicycles are just in the road, using the lanes, pretending to be a car. I'm pretty sure I've talked about this on the podcast before. But in Fort Walton, just because it's a beach town or whatever, there's a lot of people on bikes, you know? And the thing with them was... They'd be riding on the sidewalk, then dart out into traffic and then get back on the sidewalk when there was like nobody even around. I don't understand the confidence people have on a bicycle where they think they own the fucking road. And it's like, it wouldn't take much for you to be dead. I hope you realize that. Same thing with motorcycles too, because every time it's motorcycle season in Tennessee, Every fucking road billboard is always like, make sure you're looking twice for motorcyclists. Make sure you're looking twice for motorcyclists. And listen, I get that people don't pay attention when they're driving. That's in general. That's in general. People will pull out in front of you, whether you're on a motorcycle or a car, just because they don't give a fuck. But here's the thing about looking twice for people on motorcycles. You look once, nobody there. You look twice, 
Nobody there. You pull out, all of a sudden there's a motorcycle doing 140 in a goddamn 55, you know what I mean? And for some reason, it's your fucking fault that they're now goddamn roadkill. What the fuck is that about? Every fucking, you, you try and drive somewhere and mo- they get all mad and slap your car and shit. And it's like, you're doing 90 in a 45, you dickhead. Why don't you get another fucking tattoo and, and get the fuck off the road for a little bit, huh? The bicyclists don't have any tattoos because they're all pussies. But the motorcycle guys, they're all tough, but, you know, they're not tough enough to survive a goddamn car crash. I know that. I don't understand why it's everybody else's problem to look out for these fucking dickheads on their two-wheel fucking things, you know? And listen, it's not all of them. There's a lot of good motorcyclists out there, a lot of good bicyclists out there who do their best to uh, not be a problem for other people on the road because they understand that death is, is so much closer to you when you're on a motorcycle or a bicycle. But it's these fucking arrogant fucking pricks that think they fucking own the whole goddamn thing, you know? I'm, su- I'm sure they never got disciplined when they were kids, and that's a big fucking part of it oh no did my video cut off son of a bitch hold on now i don't know if the video paused just for my screen or if it's gonna i might have to have a hard cut in this video sorry about that people had a little technical difficulty during the goddamn motorcyclist fucking rant but the whole thing is is just like get the fuck out of the road and quit being such an arrogant fuck will you you know what i mean that's all that's all How come motorcyclists don't have to do anything extra to be safer in traffic? It's on everybody else to keep these mindless fucking little dick pricks. These people who fucking, you know, they fucking turn 37 years old and now all of a sudden they want to become a cool guy, man. They want to be a cool guy. So they're going to get a motorcycle and ride it real fast and not give a fuck and then get then get mad when you're just trying to drive like a regular fucking person. It's so goddamn irritating. I hate it. And especially with the bicycles, man. If my parents ever saw me riding a bicycle in the middle of the fucking road when I was a kid, dude, I would have had that bike up my ass. Do you understand? That would, I wouldn't have been able to ride the bike anymore. I would have lost my privilege of being able to ride a bike because I was being a dickhead. Especially, especially if I was slapping somebody's car because I felt like they did something wrong to me fucking idiots you got to put on your little fucking lance armstrong or whatever bj armstrong wherever the fuck armstrong it is you know what i mean just to ride a fucking bicycle it's irritating get the fuck out of the road get the fuck out of the fucking goddamn fucking road with all your stupid shit these people with these big ass fucking trucks and these little ass fucking bicycles and motorcycles and everyone's a prick all the fucking time and i don't understand why I judge people based on their driving habits, my friends. I can tell, I believe that I can tell everything about you based on how you drive and how you behave to other people on the road. You know what I mean? And I'll be honest with you. Most people are very fucking selfish. I do know that. Just from driving, you can tell that most people are stupid, unaware, and selfish. That's how you could tell. You know what I mean? People in the fucking left lane and they got to make a right turn. So they just cut everybody off to make a right fucking turn. You know what I mean? 
that type of shit. That tells me everything I need to know about you. And you'll go home and go, no, I'm a good person. You're not. You're going to raise shitty kids. You're going to raise selfish, shitty, self-absorbed children because that's what you are. And that's how you behave out on the roads. You should be, we should be, it seems like I, there's such a disconnect when you're driving because it's you in your own vehicle and it seems like such an individual type sort of thing going on, but it's a collective. We're all driving together and we should be concerned and trying to make life easier for everybody. You know what I mean? Let people merge, you know? Let them merge. Let them get over. The lane's ending. Let's make this easy instead of you fucking speeding up because you don't want this asshole to merge. Then you got to slam on your brakes. They got to slam on their brakes. Now everybody's slamming on their fucking brakes because you go, I'm not going to let that motherfucker get in front of me. You know what I mean? I'm going to be first. And then you got to stop anyway. So it's a collective thing. We all need to be doing it together. You know? Listen, Fort Walt was a great time. There was just a lot of the shit in the pool and the bicyclists and the motorcyclists and everything was just a fucking, ugh, ugh. But then Saturday, Saturday comes, we get to check into the nice hotel. We check in. It's right on the beach, too. We check in at noon. We go to the beach. I'm fucking, I'm swimming. I'm swimming. I'm splashing. I'm snorkeling. I'm doing everything I possibly can. Monty's getting in trouble from the beach patrol because apparently you're not allowed to smoke on the beach in Fort Walton. But as soon as that guy left, Monty just kept smoking anyway. He didn't give a fuck. And uh, played some Frisbee in the ocean. Very nice time. We went. We did the show. It was all right, you know. We got drunk again. That's what we do when we do shows together, Monty and I. We didn't get drunk when we didn't have a show. But when we have shows, we like to fucking throw down a little bit. You know what I mean? This is what we do. And the show was not great anyway. It was, uh, the room is a decent size, but it was the least amount of people I've ever seen in that room in Fort Walton. And how they sat, everybody was like, people sat on the left and on the right, but nobody sat in the fucking middle. It was a hard way to do comedy because nobody was right in front of you. There was no momentum to be carried. So you had people on the left and on the right. It was just, it was all right. You know what I mean? It was all fine, but uh, anytime we do that show, we get a little buzz, and then we go back to the hotel, and then we go out at the beach at night, and it happened to be a full moon that night, too, so, uh, you know, we just sat out there for, I don't know, two or three hours, we had a few Coors lights on the beach, and just talk shit, talk shit until probably 2.30 in the morning, <laughs> and then had to get up and drive to fucking Nashville. <laughs> I had to drive seven and a half hours to get back to Nashville on uh, on Sunday evening. But anyway, it was a long, a long, strange trip this past week, my friends. Hey, let's do take a quick break, check in with our sponsors, and uh, we'll be right back with Joe Kelly's psychedelic, psychedelic experience. Hang tight, motherfuckers. All right, we ain't going nowhere, and we're winding down soon. Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. I hope you enjoyed that brief message from our sponsors here on uh, Joe Kelly's psychedelic experience. All right. Um, this this video, I don't know if you guys saw this last week, but it's been making its rounds. I saw it on Twitter and then I saw it uh, like the next day or so on like major news outlets. But uh, 
I'll post a I'll post a link in the description too. So in case you haven't seen it, you can figure out what I'm talking about. Uh, but it looks like from from what I've taken away from this story is it's like a high school group graduated and they're on a cruise, right? They're going on their big senior year blowout cruise, whatever. And uh, a dude, I don't know if somebody dared him or if he thought it was a good idea, but I, they're in the Bahamas, I believe. And he decides he's going to jump off the cruise ship in the middle of the night too, mind you. It's like pitch black and they're in the middle of the fucking ocean and cruise ships don't stop that quickly. I don't know if you guys know that, but uh, but he decides he's going to jump off. And man, it, it it I guess they stopped looking for him. They couldn't find him. If you watch the video, he jumps off into the ocean. Somebody throws like a ring to so he can maybe stay afloat. But he, you know, it's a lost cause at this point. But apparently, those waters are very shark infested. And I also heard that, or I read that a lot of Sharks will stick around cruise ships just because there's waste and, and shit that gets thrown out with them or whatever. So they can fucking feed on the byproduct of us. You know, they like to eat our shit. And uh, if you look in the video, when the kid jumps in the top left corner of the video, there is a flicker that appears to be a shark. And uh, that was that's where it's like maybe he did see the shark because the ring the little floaty ring was not far, not super far away from where he first jumped in, but he swam in the complete opposite direction of the ring. He started hauling ass towards the back of the boat. And, uh, I think they sent a search party for a couple days. They didn't find him. So they're just going to assume he's dead that he got ate by a shark or he got washed up. But, uh, just a, 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 a life lesson for you people is, be careful of who's around you and who is encouraging you. You know what I mean? Because I'm sure this kid was talking a bunch of shit and everyone's like, yeah, jump off. I'll jump off or you won't do it. I dare you, whatever. And people probably hyping him up, you know. Be careful who's hyping you up and who's around you, you know. And because uh, here's like the shittiest part of the video to me. The shittiest absolute fucking part is this fucking 18-year-old kid now dead you know, just graduated, had a bright future in front of him, probably not, clearly a dipshit, you know, but, you know, he starts, the boat keeps moving forward, he starts drifting towards the back of the boat, and there's one kid on that boat that just goes, bye-bye, and it's like, oh, man, that's such a shitty, a shitty fucking thing, and maybe the kid was an idiot, and I get you saying that, but I guarantee Two minutes before you were saying bye-bye, you were hyping him up or talking shit to him. So, you know, I don't assume any young people really listen to this podcast, but in case you're old and you still want to have friends, just be careful who's around you and who's hyping you up, man. That's all. That was like, that fucking broke my fucking heart a little bit. Just like bye-bye, just the fucking shitty fucking tone in this dude's voice. You know what I mean? Because this it's in the middle of the night in the ocean. Maybe you didn't realize the complete repercussions of what was going to happen. But, you know, either way, that kid probably wasn't going to make it out alive, even if it wasn't shark-infested waters or whatever. What are the chances you get found in the middle of the ocean? You know what I mean? Next to none. 
especially if you don't have any kind of floating device or flare or boat or whatever. But just be careful who's around you and who's hyping you up and who's encouraging you to do things in life. You know, you don't want to be cool, people. You don't want other people to, you don't want to do things in hopes of people thinking that you're cool. Just do whatever it is you do. The coolest people are the ones who don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? Not giving a fuck what other people think is what is cool. Doing your own thing. Marching to the beat of your own drum is the coolest shit you could possibly do. Not trying to fucking make people think you're cool. And this guy's probably an 18-year-old nerd. He's on a cruise ship, you know. If he jumps off the boat and he gets back on the boat, he's going to get some pussy for sure. You know what I mean? He's going to be the coolest guy on the fucking boat. Everyone around him is going to think he's cool. And now he's fucking dead. All because he wanted to be cool. I never got into, I was never into like cliques and shit in high school. You know, I never had a lot of, a lot of friends. I played sports and shit, but I was never, even with comedy nowadays, man, I've always felt this way. Like I've always been on the outside of things. I participate in things, but I've never felt like I've ever been a part of the group. And, uh, and anytime I feel like I might be becoming a part of the group, I immediately pull away from it because I just don't want to be, I don't, I don't know why. I don't know why I do that. I, I just, once you're involved in a group, you'll, you'll sacrifice yourself in order to please that group. So I think that's a big part of, of why I do what I do, you know? So I don't understand trying to make people think you're cool or trying to be cool or having people think you are cool, you know? I just stay by myself and do my own shit. And maybe that does make me cool to a degree. I don't know. I don't fucking worry about it. I don't think about that kind of shit. You know what I mean? But uh, it's a fucking fascinating fucking video. And just gave me, it's like, this is, this is why I never hung around groups of people like that. You know, this is why I never went on a cruise ship with fucking people in high school. You know, I didn't, I didn't go to a, a four-year college either. I went to a fucking broadcasting school. So I was just in and out of there. And even there, I was doing my own thing. When I first got there, I was kind of clicked up with some people, you know? And then as soon as, I don't know what it was, what dawned on me, but like there was one day where it was like, I think I'm just going to kind of come to school and do my own thing. And as soon as I started doing that, my everything everything around school changed. I was getting good grades down there and I was doing fine, but like once I broke away and was just my own person, everything everything became better. Same thing with fucking comedy or maybe comedy, I don't know comedy, but just life, you know. It's like during 2020, I've I you know, I I had some some good friends of mine that I just kind of had to cut ties with or kind of push away just because it wasn't, uh, it just didn't seem healthy. It just didn't seem like me being around them was being beneficial. It was a thing where it was like, Oh, I want, I want, you know, I want you guys to think I'm cool or whatever it is. But as soon as I pulled away, as soon as I pulled away, things started working out a lot better, man. They really did. And I'm not saying fucking kick all your friends and family to the curb or whatever it is. Maybe you operate in a group situation better than I do, you know? But if you don't think you do, don't fucking force yourself to do it. You know what I mean? Because you'll make stupid decisions. You'll make bad decisions. And maybe you don't, maybe you don't need to be a part of that. 
You know what I mean? I don't know. I just, that fucking, that dude saying bye-bye to that kid fucked me up, man. Fucked me up. And it's like, that's a dude you went to school with, you know? Who jumped out into the middle of the ocean just because he wanted to be cool. And you're saying bye-bye to him. Like a fucking arrogant goddamn prick. It's fucking mind-blowing. But watch the video, dude. It's 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 insane. We We live in this world of fucking clout. And likes now that people will just do fucking anything. They'll do anything to get a like on Instagram. And it's like. This is something we talk about a lot on the podcast. You get what you want in the end anyway. This kid wanted attention from jumping off that fucking boat. And boy, oh boy, he's gotten more attention than he ever thought he possibly would have. And now he can't even see it. He can't even enjoy it because he's fucking dead. Because he became shark food. You know? He wanted to be get attention so bad that he risked his fucking life. And he doesn't have a life anymore. And But he got all the fucking attention in the fucking world. You know what I mean? So, mission accomplished, buddy. Mission accomplished at the end of the day. But keep some better friends around you, you know? Stay home. Don't go on the cruise. Fucking, you would still be alive. You know what I mean? You'd still be alive. Wait till you go to college and then get drunk and fuck a lady instead of trying to jump off a boat so you can, you know, look cool to everybody, whatever it is. Ah, very disappointing. Very fucking disappointing. Sort of heartbreaking, but also kind of funny in the end of the day. You know what I mean? It's funny because he wanted attention. That's all he did it for. He did it for attention and to look cool. And he got all the attention. Nobody really thinks he's cool, but he's certainly got a lot of attention. Fucking CNN's talking about you, dude. I believe his name's Brandon. Shout out to Brandon. You got everything you ever wanted in life, buddy. You just aren't here to enjoy it anymore. So, damn shame. Damn fucking shame. Should have thought that one through. Anyway, let's get you in the animal video clip of the week and get you on your fucking way, my friends. Hope we've had a little bit of fun this week. I know that was just a lot of like recap of what happened this past weekend, but it is what it is. So uh, this video, another one where somebody's just trying to get some fucking attention and it's hilarious. It's, um, I have no idea where this is taking place, but it's a nice little young lady, pretty little young lady, right? And, uh, I believe she has a flower in one hand and it appears to be a banana in the other hand. And it's clear what she is doing is she's trying to get close to an elephant so she can get a picture with it. That's all she's trying to do. She wants a little attention. She wants to get something for the gram. She wants people to go, wow, you got that close to an elephant. But here's the thing. It's not like she's not in a place where you're supposed to be taking pictures with elephants. You know what I mean? There's no elephant wrangler around her. It's just her on some trail in some random fucking elephant with tusks, with very, very long, very sturdy tusks, you know? And uh, so the elephant gets closer and closer. He reaches his trunk out and like smells the banana, but she didn't give him the banana. She turns around and faces the camera for a picture and that elephant just fucking moves his head and fucking takes those trunks and just fucking, or takes those tusks and just fucking smacks the shit out of her and she flies up like six feet in the air and then flies out of the frame of the camera, you know? It's fucking hilarious. 
No one said bye-bye to her. She didn't get eaten by the elephant, you know? I don't know why that one's funny, but the shark one is not as funny to me. I can't. It's if that dude didn't say bye bye. I'd probably be. I'd probably be more hyped about the dude getting eaten by the shark. But that dude said bye bye, and it made my heart fucking crack a little bit. You know what I mean? But this one, everyone felt bad for the lady getting hit by the elephant. But I feel bad for the elephant, you know, because she didn't give him the banana. The elephant's like, oh, you want a picture? All one banana, one banana, sweetheart. That's all it costs to get a picture taken is one banana, just one banana. And she's like, oh, here's the elephant, here's the banana, and then never mind. And then he's like, then he gets pissed off, you know. It's great. It's funny. And again, and again, she wanted to get attention, and it has the video I've seen has like over. Is that like nine? It's got like a million views now. So a million people have seen that. And let's be honest, if you just posted the picture next to the elephant, how many fat-titted women are there on Instagram with pictures next to elephants? Next to all of them. Next to every last fat-titted girl on Instagram. They they fuck every single one of them. has got a goddamn elephant picture. You know what I mean? But you, but you, with your sweet fat tits, you got a video getting slung across the goddamn thing. You know? I'm sure that all those fat-titted girls don't have a million likes or a million views on their fucking elephant pictures or elephant videos, but you do, sweetheart. But you do. You and your sweet fat tits got a million views, which is all you ever wanted. Now you can start an OnlyFans and make money off of sad men. You'll be like, I'm the lady with the fat tits that got fucking slung across the goddamn earth by the elephant. And people will go, wow, will you send a private video of maybe you fucking the elephant? I'll pay you a lot of money. And she'll go, oh, I don't know if I want that. And it'll be like, well, how much would it take? And she'll be like, oh, I don't know. I guess everything has a price. And then she's going to fuck an elephant on camera. And uh, it's going to turn out that it was her dad that was the one encouraging her to do that. He didn't want to see it. He was just testing her, hoping that her daughter wasn't a fucking idiot. And now he has to live with the fact that his daughter is an idiot and he watched her get fucked by an elephant. So that's the circle of life, in my opinion, people. That's the modern world we live in. Everybody wants attention and we'll, we're willing to do anything to get it. And then when we get it, sometimes we realize we don't fucking want it that much. You know, you get hurt sometimes getting all that goddamn attention. Anyway, <laughs> thanks for checking out the podcast this week, everybody. I'm sorry it's late. I'm sorry, but we made it. We made it to the end. It's still, I didn't skip it this week, you know? I love you, and I hope you're doing great out there. Real quick, everybody, June 16th, I'll be judging the air guitar competition here in Nashville, Tennessee at the Vinyl Lounge. If you'd like to participate in it, let me know. I have a, a link where I believe you can participate in this air guitar competition. I'll also be at Up Down Bar in Nashville on June 21st. July, not a goddamn thing, man. Still be doing the podcast, though. I won't leave you hanging on that. And then August, things pick up. We're looking at Denver, Louisville, Cleveland, Pittsburgh, Boston, somewhere else. Fucking Des Moines, Iowa in September. Seattle, we got Utah in October. November's going to be a busy one, too. Albany, New York. We're back in Bridgeport, Connecticut. Also going to be in Appleton, Wisconsin. Fucking the day after Thanksgiving. That'll be a hoot. And then going to wind down the year in Tampa. More dates are coming. JoeKellyComedy.com is where you get all your info from, my friend. I appreciate you checking out the podcast this week, everybody. 
I appreciate you guys anytime you check in with me and say, hey, and say you like the podcast or you didn't like it, whatever words you got for me, all right? I certainly appreciate it. I know I plugged it a few times, but I'm going to, I'm still working on getting the Patreon figured out and exactly what I'm going to do on it. But look for that in a couple of weeks. If you want to support me in any way, shape, or form, I'm going to be doing more content on the Patreon, probably put up commercial-free podcasts, give you a little bonus episode, post other shit and all that. You'll see. I'm getting it all figured out right now. If you want to sign up now, you can. I haven't put anything new on there, but if you want to get a head start on the Patreon, there's a link in the description of this podcast for it. But that shit's going to be coming up very soon for you. So if you'd like to support me in any way, shape, or form, please check out the Patreon. Other than that, I fucking love you, and I appreciate you checking out the podcast this week, everybody. Do me a favor before you get out of here, all right? Take care of yourself and take care of somebody else, all right? I'll catch you around real fucking soon. Later, my friend.